Okay, we are back. Welcome back to Let's Talk Club Management. Um, we're excited, as I mentioned in our last episode, to bring you another conversation with one of our corporate partners. This time, we are joined by our friends at Pulsar Security. Um, Melissa, I think this interview was, I didn't really know what to expect when we were going into it. You know, we the topic of cybersecurity was something that I was like, okay, I mean, this will be interesting and important, but I wasn't sure that I would be like super excited about it. Turns out <laughs> I was. Well, and throw that in when you interview two people that are also podcast hosts, yes. I think the four of us just had a really good time talking about this. So yes, we did. <laughs> you know, here, here it is. Cybersecurity, it can be an al- alarming and intimidating topic. And we are constantly hearing about companies in the hospitality space being hacked, important customer and staff member being uh, information being stolen, and their ransom demands. I mean, that's just that's a lot. So, yes. but what about the club industry? Are clubs being targeted, and what can clubs do to make themselves less vulnerable to that attack? And so, we in, are endeavoring to demystify that complex topic. In fact. Because we got so much great information, we're actually going to break this down into two episodes. So this is part one today. Um, and so, you know, we went straight to the experts on this at Pulsar Security. And if you're not familiar with Pulsar, they are a CMA education partner. Um, and they're going to give us some great answers to our questions. They are a cybersecurity company whose mission extends to protect clubs and their members against malicious attacks. So the company is a veteran privately owned business built on vision and trust, whose leadership has extensive military experience, enabling it to think strategically and plan beyond the problems at hand. So the CEO and founder of Pulsar Security, Patrick Hines, is a recognized technology leader with expertise in Microsoft technologies, software development, network architecture, and enterprise security. He has spent over two decades as a Microsoft regional director, frequently speaking at technical events throughout the world, and has been awarded the Microsoft Microsoft Most Valued Professional MVP Award in the area of developer security on multiple occasions. Patrick holds a number of security certifications. He's a graduate of West Point and a decorated Gulf War veteran. He served as an infantry platoon leader with the U.S. Army from 1989 to 2002. And recently, he started a quantum computing podcast, Entangled Things, where he is one of the co-hosts. And Patrick is joined by Dwayne LaFlotte, and Dwayne is the Chief Technology Officer at Pulsar. He's an expert technologist in the areas of cryptography, exploit development, networking, programming, and enterprise data storage. As an industry leader, Dwayne has worked with a wide array of Fortune 500 government and military organizations such as Disney, Bank of America, the FBI, SOCOM, DARPA, and the NHL as a solutions architect, red team lead, and pre-sales engineer. Dwayne is a highly accomplished engineer who has achieved expert level cyber certifications. These gentlemen are no strangers to podcasts, as you will hear. They're very comfortable in this venue. (laughs) And they host their own weekly podcast, Security This Week, which you can and should listen to. Um, And this this topic is obviously on cybersecurity. They talk about it every week, and they were more than welcome to join us. So please extend a warm welcome to Patrick and Dwayne. Um, cool. Patrick and Dwayne, welcome to Let's Talk Club Management. Thank you both so much for joining us. Uh, we're thrilled to have you here. We always like to start off our interviews by asking our guests, you know, just how are you doing? How is summer going for you both? Like, 
you know, we're, we're in, I feel like we've been in a weird time warp for the last couple of years, but things seem to be maybe looking up. <laughs> so like, how are things <laughs> going? Wait, it we're depends traveling on, again. Yeah, I was gonna say, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, like right, this, exactly. The world has been as scary as it's always been. Um, and it's typically only getting worse. We see more attacks happening. We see globally more cyber strife, but on a personal note, I mean, it's nice and sunny out, so. Yeah, beautiful, <laughs> love it. Right. right. Yeah. You know, there's a war in Europe, but you know, yeah. otherwise everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're we're very like hyper focused. This question is but so I, personal. But the water's so warm at the beach. I you know, I can't really think about <laughs> We won't get into why. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, great. You know, I mean at least we can approach the these end times with a sense of humor, and that's what's most important. So right. diving into our conversation uh, today, we're going to talk cybersecurity, obviously. That's why we've tapped you both for this um, interview. But we all know how important cybersecurity is in today's world. As you just mentioned, Dwayne, attacks are happening all the time and they're happening yeah. in new and different ways. And our, our these fiends are getting more and more creative and smart as time goes on. Um, and it can probably feel really overwhelming for a you know a club manager when they're thinking about cybersecurity. I'm running. I, I'm my expertise is in hospitality. How do you expect me to know anything about right. this? This is very confusing and difficult, and I don't know where to start. So my question for you both is, where do clubs start, and sort of what are the first steps to becoming more secure? Yes, Patrick. So. so so something that I think would be helpful because we have talked to quite a lot of uh, GMs and and people at clubs is to start with physical security because a lot of people are used to the physical security side and then start working your way through things like um, thinking about the perimeter digitally as well as the, the the parking lot and the clubhouse and things like that. So are you using the latest systems? Are you patching those systems? In other words, are your your doors you know in good repair? Are you using the right technologies for cameras and things like that and if and you can work your way through and um really it's it's just an incremental progress you can't do everything all at once you have to start yeah. you have to eat the elephant one bite at a time as they well, say and, and sadly uh it's the whole uh, i don't have to run faster than the bear axiom <laughs> i have to run faster than you um so there are some very simple things that clubs can do that um really aren't overwhelming, um, but that will make them much more secure. I mean, we find a lot, I'd say 80% of the times that we go to breach an organization and, and, you know, our organization, we've, we've, we focus on what's called red teaming, which is literally acting like a, an attacker and breaking into an organization. Sometimes that's physically, um, literally jamming motion sensors and buildings and picking locks and that sort of stuff to, um, digitally breaking through firewalls and websites and that sort of thing. All and, with permission, and, of course. Obviously. It, sure. You know, whatever. But, that's my job. <laughs> yeah, that's him. He worries about the legal stuff. He keeps us out of jail. Um, but, the, you know, the, what we find a lot of times is it's simple misconfigurations, honestly. It's not having password management policies. It's not, you know, not reviewing uh, how the website is set up. That sort of stuff. So there's a lot of simple things clubs can do. So I'd say my note to the GM is try not to get overwhelmed. There's some very simple steps um, that can help you be much more secure. It's it's kind of like if you went to your doctor and your doctor says, oh, wow, your health is really, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't be that, like, it's too much to think about. I'm just going to go eat cupcakes. Um, actually, I've done that. But I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> but but what you do is you'd start walking more and you'd 
pay attention to what you're eating and you'd try to figure out like the things that you can add to your life a little bit at a time. And security's got to be the same way. It's you've mm. got to start like maybe once a month, once a quarter, you should pick one thing to try to be better at. Do we have backups? Let's ask about backups this month. Let's find out whether we have them. If we don't have them, we should have them. What kind of backups? Let's get smart on this one topic. What about phishing? Do we need training to keep people from clicking on the wrong things? Um, are we patching? What is patching? What do we have? Do we even know what systems we have? Do we know what our perimeter looks like? And there's simple services they can get that will help them with those things. And I think that it's just starting down the path will lead to other yeah. things. But you don't have to do it all on the first day. You just have to get on that path. Yeah, that mean, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I really like that analogy, like taking one bite at a time. It's how you eat an elephant. It can be a big, scary proposition, but if you just start with that low-hanging fruit first, it can mm -hmm. be very, very easy. Um, Dwayne actually mentioned something that leads in really well to our next question about password management. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think we're all used to hearing about passwords and strong yeah. passwords versus weak passwords and people who use password as a password and that's not great um or like someone who's used the same password for everything since they were in like eighth grade yep. not not ideal not ideal um what kind of impact can like well-run password management have versus <laughs> the opposite it's whether you lock your doors at night or not what kind of yeah. impact could that have on burglary and and breaking and entering it, it, passwords, unfortunately, are the, the the worst thing in the world, but they're the, the best, most convenient thing for access to systems. And convenience, this is one of my, my taglines in, on our podcast, convenience is the enemy of security. If it's convenient, mm. it's typically not secure. Right. So passwords are literally the keys to the kingdom. If I have your bank password, I can probably transfer all your money away. Mm -hmm. Now, two-factor authentication is a really good thing to have and people oh i'll get to that later i'll lock my car door later i'll 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 fix the back door lock later if you if you do the analogy to physical security people get it much quicker than if they think digitally so your passwords are like the keys to your house you don't you wouldn't have a key to if you had five houses and you had sheds and you had everything else you wouldn't have them all keyed to one key no right because well, you lose the keys occasionally and i'd say on top of that um and this is pretty popular we see nowadays lots of people will buy a new home or something along those lines and then they'll they'll show their key online haha -ha, i bought a new home or whatever yeah you can now 3d print those keys off that picture from the picture go break into their house from the picture so, so we have someone who can look at the key and know how to make it just by looking at it bidding. he just yeah. turns it into a number and then he That's goes and amazing. makes amazing <laughs> um so Passwords and keys are important, uh, but keeping them safe is important too. So you talk about password managers. Um, I love password managers, honestly. I think they're amazing. And, and you know, it's funny, it sounds counterintuitive. Like, you know, I'm a cybersecurity expert. I've been doing this for decades. And people ask me, oh, what type of strategies do you use? And I said, the strategy I use is my password manager makes up all my passwords. I don't know any of my passwords. Like, I don't know how to log into my bank. I don't know I don't know any of those because I don't need to. And I don't want to. I want them to be the strongest, most complex password I possibly can have. Um, and I let the manager do that. And they're like, well, you know, then you have one password that can access everything, right? And it's like, well, that password is really strong and really complex. And I remember that password. But now I don't need to know everything else. And all my other sites, what we typically see when we break into a company, um, we typically find it's, and unfortunately, it's usually either the executives 
but the executives will use a password that they're also using on another site. It'll be like uh, MyFitnessPal or something along sure. those lines, and it was in a breach, and then we just use that username and password and we access the entire company. Um, with password managers, that doesn't happen. So talking statistics, though, because a lot of people say, okay, good passwords, right? Um, I have a strategy of, you know, I'm gonna use a pattern on my keyboard. I'm gonna do Q1, W2, E3, R4. And if you look at your keyboard, that's literally just walking the top yep. rows. <laughs> no one would um, think of that. Never. It's no one genius. would think of that. There are password cracking programs out there that do what are called pattern walking. They pattern walk the keyboard. They make little crosses and X's. They go all the way up and down the keyboards, up and down. And that's how they generate the passwords to test. Um, in our organization, we actually have a password cracking cluster. Um, and I won't bore people with a ton of statistics, as I know half the listeners are now starting to fall asleep. <laughs> but the password cracking cluster we have in our organization can guess 3 billion passwords a second. So if I grab some hash from one of your accounts, I can guess 3 billion passwords a second. Well, and, and we have to also say we have a database, we have a dictionary file with 5 billion well-known passwords yeah, that have, have been, been found in all the breaches over the last 15 years. Yep. So, so if the password's been used by anyone and ended up in a breach, in two seconds, we'll have tried it if we get a hold of a hash. Holy yep. cow. And then past that, we'll guess. So we'll say, hey, is it seven A's? Is it seven A? Is it six A's and a B? Is it six A's and a C? And we'll go down the list. And what's interesting about this strategy is we can guess anything up to a 12 character password within a reasonable amount of time. But if you go to 13, 14 characters, even if it's 14 A's, it's, it's harder for us to crack it by brute force. So the thing we always tell people is first off, make sure your password is not in a list. And that's what password managers are great for. Because A, they either will auto-generate the password for you, which means it's not going to be in a list, or B, if you go with things like 1Password or LastPass, both of those tie into all the well-known breaches. So if you type your password in and say, save it in 1Password, it'll say, hey, you know this password's in a breach. So realize if that pops up in your password manager, we can crack it in under two seconds if we find that password. So not a good password to use, no matter how complex it is. Um, there are some passwords in there that are 30 and 40 characters long, which you would think super secure. Problem being, at some point, some developer didn't create a super secure website, right? And when the hackers were able to break in, they could just see those clear text passwords. They didn't have to, they didn't have to crack them. If you have a password manager, the passwords can be arbitrarily complex, but you want to still be able to type them. So one strategy is <clears throat> when you sit down and you have to create a password, you can either have it created for you, but if you want it to be something you could reasonably not remember all the time, but you could see it and then, and then go type it somewhere else, what I'd normally do is sit back and say, okay, what's the last TV show I watched? Is there a character or a location from that show? And I'll pull a word out. So maybe succession and I'll say helicopter, helicopter, and then I'll look around and I'll look for a color and I'll pick beige. Helicopter, beige, and then a number, and then another short word like cat, dog, pig, rat, something. There's enough entropy and enough length in that sure. that if I saw it, it's helicopter, uh, beige, uh, five, 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 pig. That if I saw it, I could go and type it. Right. But no one's going to guess it. It's not in the lists. Now it will be. Sure. It will be tomorrow. <laughs> now it is. Um, now it is. Thanks, Patrick. But, but it's a way, but you don't want to reuse them because the password manager allows you to make them feel pretty random. A lot of times I'll go back and look at a password and I'll be like, oh, I know what I was doing that day based on what I picked <laughs> with the password, but I would never guess it. 
Well, and a lot of the strategies we give to GMs, so we, we work with a fair number of clubs and partners. And a lot of the strategies you give to GMs is, listen, one of the great ways to pick a password is pick a song. And don't use the words from the song, but use the second letter of every word from the song. So you can sing the word, the, the song in your head, and every word that you come to, you use the second letter or the third letter, right? And that'll be your password. And maybe Just don't you use free bird. case. Don't use Freebird. Everybody uses Freebird. <laughs> right, right. There are also like way better songs than Freebird. Right? Um, I'm going to have so, to hang up now. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> this is a short interview. Uh, so, you know, that's a great strategy in that, you know, if, I, if I'm away from my password manager, um, it, it's real easy for me to remember the lyrics and it's 20 or 30 words. And I remember those lyrics and then I can just pick the, the, like I said, the first, second, third characters, whatever out of those words. And now I have a reasonably complex password that's not gonna be cracked by a crack cluster. That's probably not in a password list because they aren't actual words. It's just a string yeah. of characters together. But Obviously length these is strategies king. are good. Length is length king. So is king. it's a good point, Patrick. Um, the longer, complexity. the harder. Yeah, lots of people think about complexity. Like, oh, I should have, uppers and lowers and symbols and pound and exclamation point. First off, if exclamation point is in your password, never use exclamation point, ever, never, stop it. <laughs> People think it's complex, but it's what everybody uses. They're like, oh, my password is password exclamation point. You're like, oh dear God, yeah. But I'd say Poor like tilde. seven. <laughs> no one loves the tilde. <laughs> right. No love for Even the tilde. tilde Swinton. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. So needless to say, I, you know, um, complexity is nice and is important, but length is better. I don't know. It's the key. That. It's the key yeah. to a secure password. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you're going to brute force the password, you're going to start guessing at, you know, seven and eight characters and nine characters and 10 characters. And by the time you get to um, the, the recent statistics on like government size crack clusters for cracking passwords, um, I think it was at 14 characters, it takes two years. And at 15 characters, it takes 180 years or something like that. And at 16 characters, it's 10,000 years or something goofy like that. So as you make the password longer, even if it's not super complex, you're going to be more secure. So that's another record. Now, you wouldn't, you wouldn't advertise that you have a password that is all lowercase or that it's all numeric. There are some cultures where they only, where 80% of the population's passwords are all numeric. Yes. And so if we're if we're going after a target in uh, some Asian countries, mm -hmm. it's all it's all going to be numeric. So that's where we start. And those we can enumerate much faster. There's only 10 characters. But if you right. mix up a little bit, but it doesn't, you don't have to go crazy. It doesn't have to be every other character. And the, the, the hackers know about replacing the at sign for an A. <laughs> they know that. And a five for an S. <laughs> we, hey, we invented if, that stuff. I know, not, right? It's the hacker leap speak. If anybody is listening to this podcast and they right now for their food and beverages account is using or for their pro shop is using the G zero L F like, come on. And uh, I can see it constantly. Exclamation. Exclamation. Yeah. Exclamation at the end. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, your A's is the at symbol. Your O's is the zeros. Your Yeah. Those are all well, super and, easy to guess. And here's the thing. If you use a really long password, it's far, you, it's, you don't have to change it as often. Mm. And, and that's controversial advice. But um, when we were administrators together on the network, I don't administer the network anymore. I had a 54 character administrator password because this guy would keep hacking it. And so <laughs> I never changed it because he never got it. Nope. Um, 
but um, but really, the longer the password, the less often you have to yeah. change it, as long as you don't believe it's been reused. Yes. So let's talk about reuse for a second. Why is you, you've mentioned that reuse is a bad a bad idea, and you're right. But why? Well, it's because when LinkedIn or Target or the local hospital gets breached, right. that password gets associated with your account. And even if it's not the same password, we can gather a lot of information about what the password was and how you form your passwords. Mm -hmm. So if it's Patriots 2022, then maybe it's Patriots 2021, <laughs> or maybe it's, maybe it's Red Sox. I'm from right. Boston. Um, <laughs> wow. They're going to cut me off in a second. I, I can know. tell. It's fine. Um, we'll let it go. But, but those, Absolutely those no trends. Patriots endorsement on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> none, none at all. The Chiefs have reigned supreme in this office. Oh, so. no, oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I love Chiefs. Um, yes. So, yes. So it's, but if it's the pattern that we look for. It's the, it's the clues. And, um, and so you won't, don't want to give away any clues. And if it's been in a breach, it's public. Yes. It's probably only public to hackers, but it's public. We can get at it. Um, so you, you need to think about the fact that when you reuse a password, you're weakening it. Mm -hmm. okay. And so you don't want to do that. Now, I'll give everybody some advice that will make life a little bit easier. And again, I, I only give controversial advice. Um, <laughs> for things you literally do not care about, you just do not care about. Think about it, though, before you do this. But for things you literally don't care about, just use a simple stupid who cares password breakable yeah. password who cares password yeah. so if you're not an assassination target you probably don't care if someone finds out your maps on mapquest if you're still using mapquest <laughs> so your password exist? From... <laughs> yeah welcome to know. the 80s <laughs> i picked i picked something i haven't logged into in 20 years but so you can you can literally have a um you know uh sunflower one as your yeah. password for things you don't care about but you got to make sure because hackers are very inventive in the way they manipulate things. U.S. troops were being being found based on their their exercise trackers mm -hmm. because yeah. of the systems. So you got to think about, um, you know, is there any way anyone could ever use this against me in a way that I would care about? And in that case, you need to use unique passwords. But if you really if it's really a throwaway, if it's a new site and you just use it to get into the site, use the same password. It's not going to kill anybody. Okay, and one thing I'd like to comment on passwords. I know we're just, it's fire hose right now. We just. <laughs> I didn't realize like a question about passwords would be such right? a rich conversation, oh, but you yeah. know, I'm glad I'm here for it. <laughs> um, one of the things that we always try and have organizations, especially clubs avoid, is shared, the dreaded shared password. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Like I, I get it. It's it's convenient, right, Patrick? Right. So yeah. it's it's less secure, but it's convenient to be like, oh, you need to log into the pro shop. It's just you know pro shop one 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 two two three three zero. Yeah, exactly. And then the problem with that is most people don't have a cradle to grave strategy for accounts. So never mind passwords. So I don't know um, clubs. I'm sure clubs would agree with this, and GMs would agree with this. Club turnover, especially for servers and that sort of stuff, is much higher than most of the organization because they'll get, you know, college kids or whatnot for the summer, and and those people are then gone, and they bring on new staff, and it's so you're constantly turning over the staff, and everybody who's ever been at the organization now knows this password, right? Um, and I would hope that all these people leave on fantastic terms and love the club and would want to protect them forever, but some people may not. 
Um, so if they know those passwords, it's really easier for them to go, you know what, I'm going to log into that terminal. I'm going to show up at the club and I'm going to log in and I'm going to plug in a malicious USB drive or something along mm -hmm. those lines just to, you know, cause damage. Um, <clears throat> so that's the downside of, of past shared passwords is the fact that A, everybody knows them and B, most clubs don't, they're, their cybersecurity policies are just not sophisticated enough to have a, a cradle-to-grave strategy. Like, okay, every time an employee leaves, we turn over these sure. passwords. We make sure that they've changed, et cetera. Or, you know, we're logging how they're using or, you know, certain passwords. We'll give groups of passwords out to people. You know, that's a sophisticated strategy. Um, so being that there's not that type of strategy, typically we say, if you can avoid it, never use a shared password. Always we'll change it. Or change it once a month if you have to yeah. share it. If you have to share it, change it on a regular basis so the person who worked there 17 months ago doesn't show up as a guest and then play havoc with the system. Now I can t I can tell you there are uh, there's uh, around a 10 billion dollar organization that we were able to breach because one of the employees that used to be there wasn't there anymore and their password was out in a breach and we were able to use their username and password gain access to the entire company, everything, financials, all of it, for an employee that didn't even work there anymore. Um, yep. So yeah, it's it's a real problem. That's mildly terrifying. And by mildly, I mean, it's a spicy, <laughs> spicy, terrifying salsa, for sure. What was the question again? I don't remember, something <laughs> password, something. something yeah. That was actually like really, I mean, for, organizations that's all very useful information, but I think individually that's also super important. I mean, I know, I use the password manager thing on my iPhone, which is great because it generates yes. passwords for me and I just need my face to unlock it, <laughs> which is awesome because I don't have to remember my face. Right. Um, winning. Yeah, winning. But I mean, like, I think some of that stuff is, is all of these tools like password managers, keepers, et cetera, are being baked into so many platforms mm -hmm. now. It's it's almost stupid not to take advantage of them. Um, I know Google Chrome has its own um, password keeper and generator and stuff. And and obviously our, our smartphones do as well. Yes, Patrick, you're-, you're, you're The Chrome out. one yes. is good, but it's tied to your email. Yes. And that means it you're conjoining, you're conflating concerns. And so while I like this, and the Google people are probably going to send a hit out on me in a minute, um, but I, I like that, but you've got to be careful. If your Google, if your Gmail is an important email for you that you use for like your banking authentication and things like that, then I don't know if you want your passwords in there safe. You want to disperse that stuff a bit. And so, um, yes, it's good to use it, but if you're dependent on Google Mail for lots of things, I would diversify that. And, and we say this from experience that there was actually, was it last week? Um, I think it was either last week or the week before, um, very large organization, um, we won't mention their name, was breached um, because what happened is one of their engineers was syncing all of their passwords to Chrome um, using their Gmail account, cool. Um, but then hackers got into their Gmail account and said, yes, I'd like to sync all the passwords down now to my Chrome. And now they had all of the usernames and passwords for the organization because they were also syncing those. Yeah. Um, so you just got to be careful. Um, yeah, where you use it and, and how secure that is. Like I tell you, I use one pass. Um, so one password's awesome. Um, I, and my password on there is super long. Um, nobody's getting into my my one password, right? I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick might be able to, but nobody else is getting into my one password. Um, so you just gotta be careful wherever you keep the the keys to the kingdom, if you will, um, 
which is a terrible password. Never use keys to the game. Yeah. Your password. We've <laughs> seen Unless it. you add a couple of, of explanation points. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's strategically. <laughs> Beautiful. But yeah. I mean, I think that's, this is, I feel like we could do a whole podcast just on password management. (laughs) We've done whole courses on passwords. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you need a password for, it feels like for anything these days and yeah, so generally lazy as humans. So did -hmm. you know that you can configure Wi-Fi networks to use certificates? So no passwords are needed and only authorized devices can join the Wi-Fi network automatically. But nobody does it because it's so much overhead and so okay. much work. But there are alternatives to passwords. They're just worse than passwords. <laughs> well, I, I'd say the best one, though, right now, if any of you have any Microsoft accounts, um, I don't know if you have Xbox or Microsoft Live or whatever, Office 365, um, they've gone passwordless. And it's awesome. <laughs> like, I use it passwordless. Anybody tries to log into my Microsoft account, um, if they figure out my my email address, it pops up on my phone and says, Hey, is, are you trying to log in? But what's great is it doesn't say, hey, are you trying to log in? Yes or no. Because then I'm like, oh, was that me? Is that my Xbox? Are the kids turn it on or whatever. Um, it says, hey, are you trying to log in? If you are, here's four numbers. Click on the number that showed up on the screen. So I literally can't authorize someone who shouldn't be logging into my account. So passwordless is fantastic mm-hmm. if you can go with the right provider. But there's there are a lot of easy ways to mess that up. So. It's emerging. It's yeah, emerging. It'll, it'll come soon. In 50 years. It'll be almost there. <laughs> in 50 years, I'm pretty sure we'll be like, I don't even, I can't even project that far in the future. Just plug it right in the back yeah, of your head. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was like, I, I don't know. Great. What's a password? They'll just use our blood or something. <laughs> right. Oh, anyway. So like I said, we could have a riveting hour-long conversation just about passwords, but um, we'll we'll move along to the next question, which is... Um, Melissa, I don't know if I could have been more excited to spend that much time talking about passwords, but we did it. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm over here. I need to change a lot of passwords yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, don't don't tell Chris Velo, please. Don't tell Chris don't Velo. Tell Chris also, Velo. I need to have a conversation with my husband about use, reusing passwords as well. Exactly. So, so we're just going to yeah. do it, do we'll, an we'll, overhaul. We'll be, we might have a delay on the next episode. It's fine. Podcast. It'll take a minute, but uh, yeah. So like, like we, Melissa said earlier, this episode is going to be broken up into two parts because this interview just was chock full of such great information. So please tune in next time for the second half of this conversation where we're going to dive more into what Pulsar is doing with clubs specifically. Um, and yeah, so that's that little tease for next time. Um, Absolutely. Melissa, what CMA announcements do we want to make sure that we touch this week? We have a very very important CMA announcement. In fact, it's so important. It is going to be our only announcement for this podcast because we want to make sure we have your attention. It's really important. It is. It is time to renew your 2023 CMA membership. It's August. So we know that your CMA membership is an investment in your professional career. The 2023 national renewal requests have been mailed. Our year ends October 31st, so please be on the lookout for your notice if you're paying by a check, or otherwise, feel free to head directly to cma.org, log in, and take care of that invoice. We look forward to serving you for another year.
Yes, please, please take advantage of, of all the things that CMA has to offer. We are so pleased to work for you and on your behalf. Um, and we promise, <laughs> I'm speaking for our whole staff, but we promise to keep working hard for you uh, for many years to come. And yeah, get those get those renewals in. We're, we're excited to keep you around. And we've got a lot of fun things coming up that you don't want to miss out on. Absolutely. As we talked about in the last episode. So many things. So Absolutely. many things. Well, I think that um, wraps us up for this week. Yes. Uh, we stay tuned for part two of today's interview and more great information. All I'm right. Melissa Lowe. She's Kyle Jennings. You're our favorite listeners, and we'll <laughs> see you next time. Bye. The Let's Talk Club Management podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the U.S. and internationally. The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with more than 40 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters and colonies. Please learn more at www.cmaa.org. Org.